Thank you for tuning in tonight. This is Mayor Stewart coming to you live for 40 Live tonight. Thank you for everybody tuning in and those of us who are listening in on our podcast. Uh, I'll give it a few minutes for people to join us. Let me get my comments here so I can make sure that I see who's with us. Hold on. There we go. All right. Hi, Deborah. Hello, hello. All right, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am here. It is 631. Uh, so those guys who don't know, most of you who watch are pretty familiar with why I do this. It's 40 Live. I'm the 40th mayor of the city of New Britain. I come to you live before each council meeting to go through the city of New Britain's council agenda and talk to you a little bit about relevant community events that are happening. Recap some things that happened since the last meeting. Hey, Kevin. Uh, hi, Dwayne. Jay. So good to see you guys here this evening. Uh, anyways, so let's talk a little bit, just recap some recent events before I get into what's coming up. Hi, Crystal. Um, so last week, you guys probably saw me post, I visited our recruits at our New Britain Fire Department Fire Academy. It's the inaugural uh, Fire Department Fire Academy. So we have decided to do um, our own internal academy this year uh, due to uh, many different issues. We have hired 11, which is a huge class. Um, we don't typically have that many who we hire. Plus also we had some space limitations at the Connecticut Fire Academy, um, but it gave us a great opportunity to be able to uh, create our own. So I gotta give a big shout out to Chief Ortiz, Assistant Chief Towie, and all of the instructors uh, who are uh, employees of the fire department um, who are doing a great job training our new recruits. I'm very um, excited uh, for welcoming our 11 new recruits. The exciting thing about that too is that um, about half of them are from the city. That makes me happy and that should make a lot of us happy, right? Um, I also last week attended a promotional ceremony for our police department. Uh, we have uh, promoted members of our PD. It was an honor to participate in their planning, uh, pinning ceremony. And that was really, really nice. Um, last Thursday too, uh, last week I held an event to update some of our property owner groups. Uh, it's called the Connecticut Property Owners Association ha who has a lot of property owners uh, in New Britain had a meeting of where I was discussing with them the upcoming revaluation process. You're gonna hear me talk a lot about this in the coming weeks because if you are a property owner, you're gonna be getting noticed um, soon about your new uh, valuation of your property. So this is a requirement that we have to do every five years uh, and I want to kind of prep everybody for what they are going to see when they get these these letters in the mail because obviously with the way that the market has been going and, and our economy uh, we're seeing some exponential uh, increases in our property values. So on one hand, it's great because our property values are increasing. On the other hand, um, it's going to, uh, I think, put a lot of people um, in a little bit of an anxious category because um, you might try to apply 
the current mill rate to your new assessment. And I have to tell you, you cannot do that uh, because this coming budget cycle is going to be very important for me and the city council and our finance department to try to equalize our mill rate so that people are not paying so much more um, based off of their new property values. So that process is gonna be happening over the next uh, six months. So I met with this property owners association group uh, to kind of give them a heads up. It's the same presentation that I'll be giving to you in a couple of weeks here on Facebook Live, <clears throat> which I will make sure that I post when, when I'm doing that. Um, other things that happened, um, let's see, we joined, uh, hired uh, Hunter Mathena to be our neuroeconomic development director for uh, City Hall. I'm very excited to have a new face for for our business community in town. Um, his job is to uh, be the go-between between City Hall and our local business owners. I'm very excited to welcome him. Um, he comes with a wealth of experience and I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to a lot of the great things that he's going to do. Um, uh, what else happened? Oh, we got a $2 million grant for Myrtle Street, uh, Myrtle Street Transit Oriented Development Project. So $2 million from the State Office of Policy and Management for renovations to Myrtle Street between Washington and Curtis Street. So basically the same thing that we've been doing all over downtown, um, new street lights, uh, street trees, sidewalks, road improvements, uh, leading up to the new development uh, at 480 Myrtle Street, which will be housing, and then shortly past that. That uh, is the Mount Pleasant development that we have been working pretty hard on um, trying to make uh, happen. That stuff is actually moving along. The uh, New Britain Housing Authority has contracted uh, with a group that is currently putting together plans for how that renovation is going to work. Uh, and then we will need to um, coordinate financing and figure out how long this project is going to take. The renovation of Mount Pleasant is going to take quite some time to do. Uh, it's not a very easy process because we're gonna have to do it in phases. So I will have more um, information forthcoming about that as we get the the plans um hi ivy thanks for tuning in tonight um make the bridge orange for halloween i believe it is going to be orange on halloween if you guys uh are not aware halloween is right around the corner monday we have a couple events uh that are happening leading up to that this weekend we have um the little monsters bash uh it's going to be for children ages three to eight on saturday october 29th from 10 to noon at the senior center you have to pre-register for this event at nbparksandrec.org um that's coming up and also the trick-or-treat safe zone that's the big event downtown where everybody comes all the businesses open up and pass out candy so hopefully you guys will join us for that that's actually that's on halloween night from 5 to 7 30 so the main stage will be in central park but all the businesses and the routes will be um outlined for you when when you get here um, what else is coming up? Oh, I posted this. It got a lot of um, feedback. This is the flyer for Parks and Recreation um, Basketball League that's coming up. So um, the regular season begins Saturday, December 10th, uh, but we're doing um, team selection nights that are starting the first week of November. So grades three and four is November 1st, grades five and six, November 2nd, grades seven and eight, November 3rd, all at 6.30 p.m. over at Roosevelt. Um, if you want to register for um, 
uh, this fall and winter basketball league that begins uh, Saturday, December 10th. Uh, you have to register online at nbparksandrec.org or you can visit the office uh, in room 302 or just uh, give them a call. It's uh, grades three and four, it's $50 a kid, five through eight, it's $60. And if you're a non-resident, the fee is $100 per child. So that's the Parks and Rec Fall Basketball League. Um, <clears throat> what else am I... Uh, got going on here before I get into the agenda. Oh, um, election day. It's coming up if you haven't been in the know or if you like as if you haven't seen the oodles and oodles of commercials that have been out there, which are ridiculous, by the way. Give me a like if you're sick and tired of seeing all the commercials. I was like, I was telling somebody earlier, I'm like, vote for the person with the least annoying commercials and the ones that lie the least, if you can figure that out. Um, very frustrating. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, so election day is coming up. So don't forget, um, Tuesday, November 8th is election day. You can vote uh, uh, in person. Um, at the town clerk's office. If you're not going to be here on election day, you can also get a uh, absentee ballot if you're not going to be here uh, on election day. Um, but if the time is, it's really crunch time on that. So if you're not going to be here on Tuesday, November 8th, make sure that you're contacting the town clerk's office to get an absentee ballot application. You can either mail it back in or we do have the drop boxes here at City Hall where you can drop the ballot um, uh, right here at City Hall. We check that daily leading up to election day. Um, of course, you've heard me say, I would uh, encourage everybody to, there's gonna be questions on your ballot uh, regarding city charter modifications. I am a big proponent of voting yes on charter. I've done quite a few videos about this. If you still have questions, please um, make sure that you educate yourself and watch those and, and figure out you know, what those questions are addressing. You have minority party representation. Um, we have uh, professionalization of uh, positions here at City Hall, including a, a chief operations officer, um, no longer electing the town clerk and the tax collector, but rather hiring uh, trained, uh, qualified professionals for these positions. These are things that um, I feel very passionately about, professionalizing our government operations. Um, and also a reopener in the charter to require that we will reopen the charter um, every, uh, I believe it's five years, to look at and, and revisit uh, some of the things that are in there just to see if things need to be changed. Because right now it's really happening only for like 10, 15, sometimes even 20 years. But it's really good to make sure that our charter reflects uh, the way that our current operating um, standards are. Um, so, uh, all right. Oh, one last thing. This coming Saturday, October 29th, is the DEA National Prescription Drug Take Back Day. So members of the police department is going to be standing by in our community room at the police department to facilitate this effort. There's no requirements or information needed. If you have uh, prescription drugs that you no longer need anymore, um, we will take them and get them properly disposed of. You don't have to give any questions. There's no questions asked. You can come in and drop it off um, and we'll make sure that we dispose of it properly. Uh, and that's all I got. So let me jump right into the uh, agenda for tonight. Uh, let me get myself organized here. I'm going to go right into um, the resolutions that are just going to flip to resolution number one in my packet here. Resolution number one has to do with CBD uh, zoning districts. So this identifies our central, makes some small changes um, to uh, our 
zoning ordinances, hold on, sorry, I'm getting there, um, to look at creating new um, permitted uses for in the CBD zoning district. CBD doesn't stand for what you think it, it does. CBD stands for Central Business District. So what our staff in the planning department has been working very hard on is updating our code of ordinances and our zoning ordinances and our zoning districts. There's a lot of work that has gone into here. Um, our, our sections uh, in our ordinances are incredibly outdated. So there's nothing in here that is earth shattering, but rather just bringing us up to 2022 standards with the rest of the state and nation, really. <clears throat> uh, and if you're not looking at and revisiting these things uh, every so often, they can get old and outdated very quickly. So that's resolution number one. Resolution number two, um, does deal with what you would associate CBD to stand for, and that deal uh, with cannabis and medical marijuana zoning. So uh, this has gone through committee. It's coming back for the final vote to address the adult use cannabis and medical marijuana ordinances that we have. Um, it's gone back and forth quite a few times, um, but uh, there this specifically delineates where cultivators retailers or micro cultivators can be located in town and how many of them. So we felt pretty strongly that yes, while we want to um, allow the use uh, and sale in town um, and let those businesses uh, open up here, there has to be some type of limitations on that. We can't just have them on every corner. Um, so these, uh, this resolution is amending um, to set some limitations on that um, and also what it states is that anyone who's interested in opening up a, um, anyone who is interested in opening up a cannabis or medical marijuana microcultivator, dispensary, or um, uh, cultivation facility needs to get a special exception specifically through our Zoning Board of Appeals. So we're not just going to allow it, every single applicant will have to come and, and present, and that board is going to have to vote on who they would allow and who they wouldn't. So the city had put forth uh, a RFP, so a request for proposals for these types of uses, and we did receive uh, uh, five replies. So after um, multiple conversations with probably I'll say 45 to 50 interested parties. Uh, I believe only five sent in applications. Um, so, uh, and now this is the final piece with the resolution um, in how we, how many we will allow. And then as they are submitting their applications for the special exception to zoning, they will um, be um, uh, approved or not approved. So I would anticipate that we may have our first one uh, coming in the next uh, month or so um, as the deadline was yesterday and we already have one application for for that. <clears throat> but more to come on that. Um, I think, you know, when I think about this, it's, it's allowing it, but allowing it within reason and making sure that you set strict parameters so that we don't end up with, you know, uh, 
cannabis dispensaries, retails, micro cultivators or cultivators on every corner because there's going to be a lot of demand in Connecticut's first uh, you know, year of allowing the recreational use. And we have to make sure that we set standards for our, our community on that. And I feel very strongly about that. So that's what resolution number two tonight does. Um, resolution number three is um, reappointing membership of the Mattabasset District Commission. So every time you flush the toilet, the things that you flush get processed by a regional facility called the Mattabasset District, and that's down in um, the Cromwell Middletown town line. So um, Danny Salerno, Democrat Danny Salerno, has been serving uh, for the last couple of years, and his term expires on November 1st, we would like to uh, put forth this resolution to reappoint him for a term that will last until the year 2025. That's resolution number three. Resolution number four, <clears throat> um, sorry, let me go back. Um, Edward says, I may have missed, will the zoning meetings be open to the public? Yes, all of those are, are public meetings. Um, resolution number four is a uh, fiscal year end 21-22 uh, budget transfer and amendment for our general fund. So let's talk about this for a minute. So we have to go through a process every year of auditing um, all of our accounts at the end of the year. Now, our budget year, our fiscal year ends June 30th, but it takes us this long um, to till October to finalize all of those, those line items and finalize all those numbers and make sure that everything is equalized and um, approved through our, uh, through our auditors. That means that typically, um, according to the state of Connecticut, no municipality can ever end the year uh, in uh, a deficit and all of our line items have to equal zero at the end of the year, which is kind of crazy um, because unlike a business, municipalities run quite differently when it comes to municipal budgeting and financing, but there's a whole separate conversation for probably a college or, yeah, for a college class, probably not for here. Um, but so we have to go through and do this resolution. So what we are looking at this year is <clears throat> um, an influx of a lot of of funds that we took in uh, specifically uh, due to the increase in property transfers. So every time you have a property transfer, a sale of property, we get a piece of the conveyance tax. <clears throat> so that conveyance tax gets cut to the city. Uh, and as you can imagine, over this last year, we've had a crazy influx of property transfers and, and sales of, of properties in town. So um, we uh, performed much better than expected. However, this gives me a very unique opportunity to also make up deficits in other, other line items. So a majority of the money um, that we received uh, that was in excess of what we planned on, about $5.8 million, um, over $3 million of that is going to go into the city's medical self-insurance fund to pay off claims. Uh, we have um, you know, over 1,200 employees that we have to pay for medical claims on, and as I'm sure you can imagine, those claims are pretty hefty. Um, that account is never, never has enough money in it. So three million of that is going to go towards paying our insurance premiums and costs for employees. Um, Two million of that is going to fund multiple road paving projects, um, some of which were over budget. Blake Road was an example. Um, I don't know if Kevin's watching tonight, um, but Blake Road was one that a lot of people um, had had asked for and asked to be paved, uh, and so that cost us an additional. Um, you know, it, it was a pretty hefty price tag. It was like six hundred to seven hundred thousand. So we have to put money uh, into that because we did overspend in that account. But I uh, also need to account for the paving of Stanley Quarter Park. So once the pond dredging project happens uh, and is completed, 
which we signed the contract with today, so that will happen over the winter. We need to plan for the paving of that park too, which is going to cost about a million dollars. So um, there's pretty much the rest of it that is going towards the paving of Stanley Quarter Park. Anything that we have that's left over, it's probably about 250, $300,000-ish, is going to go into our 1% roads program. If you guys have been following me, you know that the last budget cycle, we passed uh, a new line item called 1% roads program. That means that we're going to try our hardest <laughs> every year to allocate 1% of our city budget into road paving. So about 2.2, 2.3 million dollars, uh, should be going annually into a road paving budget not bonding this is money that should be coming out of the city's general fund so we're going to give a little jump start to that for next year with the remaining money that we have um, here um, we also uh, again we're talking about the um, uh, year-end budget transfer and how we're making up some deficits that we had um, we also badly need new windows and a new roof on city hall we allocated almost a half a million dollars for this last year in the budget. However, uh, going out and getting prices, we are $750,000 short of completing that project. That's how insane prices are. And um, also come to find out every window in this building is custom made and needs to be ordered separately, but that's another thing that we have to deal with. So $750,000 of the remaining money is going to be transferred into an account designated for um, the replacement of City Hall's roof and, and windows. <clears throat> so that's resolution number four. <clears throat> resolution number five um, deals with the Willow Street basketball courts. Um, so we are going to be um, utilizing uh, uh, funds to contract with BMP Construction Inc. out of Danbury, um, who actually submitted the only bid and met all of the bid specifications for the renovation of the Willow Street Park basketball court and court replacement. So I'm very excited about that one. Um, resolution number six is tax abatements, corrections, and refunds. This is just uh, uh, people who have um, <clears throat> re-registered uh, different vehicles, and we have to... Um, officially approve a resolution, switching names, addresses, uh, getting all of that uh, in line. It's all housekeeping stuff. <clears throat> resolution number seven tonight um, is to um, allow a budget transfer for the Commission on Human Rights and Opportunities <clears throat> to uh, solicit financial support to defray expenses associated with the Martin Luther King commemoration and ceremonies. Um, so the council will be allowing the commission to solicit funds. They are looking for about $3,000. <clears> resolution number eight is the purchase of a mower and a blower for Stanley Golf Course. This doesn't come out of our general fund. This uh, money comes out of the uh, specific account for Stanley Golf Course's um, uh, special revenue fund with the city. Um, let's see, the Toro Multi-Pro 5800G is going to cost us $67,398 and the Toro Pro Force Debris Blower is going to cost us $9,829. Resolution number nine is a modification of the Arts Commission <coughs> uh, duties. This uh, is just eliminating some old uh, language uh, that is no longer uh, applicable. You know, um, compiling an inventory of valuable works of art in possession of the city. Um, you know, it, these things are, are redundant uh, and also is addressing uh, the need uh, for uh, approval processes for murals. 
the Arts Commission does an awesome job. I just have to give a shout out to them. <clears throat> um, and resolution number 10 for tonight is the purchase of two new vans for New Britain EMS. So this money, <clears throat> the money that's going to be used for this um, is, all right, let's talk about this really quick. I'm going to read to you briefly because I don't know much about vans for New Britain EMS. Um, but the price for each of these Trauma Hawk 2023 all-wheel drive high roof Ford Transit is $161,466. So we're getting two of them for New Britain EMS for a total of $322,932. And we're paying for this through the state and local fiscal recovery funds. So we are utilizing some of the um, ARPA money that we were allocated um, to spend this $322,000 for these two ambulances on behalf of New Britain Emergency Medical Services. New Britain EMS has a um, interesting relationship with the city. They're not city employees. Um, however, we have a agreement with them as they live and work out of one of the city-owned facilities. We are always looking for ways to help emergency medical services um, uh, and they're a great partner uh, with us. So we have to make sure that we are supporting them um, because if we don't have that, if we don't have the Britain Emergency Medical Services, then we're going to get eaten up by, you know, Hunter's Ambulance or Aetna or one of the like and then we don't get to... Um, uh, have as much say or or control of our own emergency medical services, which I think could be a scary thing for us. That is all that I have today. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Hey, Anna, let me kind of come back here and just make sure that I didn't miss anything. Uh, <clears throat> add solar panels to City Hall to help deflect costs. It'd be great, uh, but we can't because of the way that the roof is here. You have a bunch of different levels of roof. It's not flat in any location, um, and we've gotten that assessed multiple times, but there's no way to make it happen. Um, just going back just to see. Someone told me my voice sounds like a man. I don't know. I thought it was kind of sexy. <laughs> I mean, to each your own, right? Um, anyways, okay, that's all I got. Guys, uh, I will be back in two weeks-ish, uh, November 9th, uh, for the next uh, council, for the next council meeting. So hopefully, uh, if I don't catch you before then, uh, I'll see you back here on 40 Live. If not, I'll see you downtown for the trick-or-treat safe zone on 